in the San Francisco Bay Area, Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. Ow! Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Daniel. And hello to everyone listening. My name is Daniel, and that's Joe. I live in the Naugatuck Valley of Connecticut. Joe lives in L.A. Uh, we've been acquainted for almost a year, and almost never we call each other and catch up. Yes, we do, Daniel. We never speak, ever. No. Ever. This is the first time we've actually ever really had a real conversation. How are you doing? I am, I am ducky in the parlance. Uh, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. You know, there are a lot of people who are probably freaking out because they're thinking, where is Mike Lawson? Uh, they're probably freaking out. They, they're, they're like not used to this. That, that is, uh, you know, that would be almost everyone. I, I, I am, I, I know on good authority that Mike Lawson is fine. It's just that I believe his landlord decided to make a moon roof in his room. <laughs> and while Mike was at work, he just, he just grabbed a sawzall and just ripped a, a big hole in the ceiling. <laughs> there was a new boat of, uh, Asians. Fresh from China, coming into the harbor, and Mike likes to be there to greet them. You know, he he lifts up the skirt a little bit, shows off the 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 nylons and what he's going on. And uh, now, now you know, you know, I don't know if you know much about the university that is Yale. Yeah, no, I have let's, a friend who went there. That's it. Let's just say that if Mike Lawson were to come and visit me in New Haven, uh, his his, uh, you know, his grinder, it would look like he was on the Asian, uh, you know, uh, Brady Bunch. He would be Alice on an Asian Brady Bunch. Oh, he would. Mike would love that. I know. Mike, I know. Yeah. No, 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 no. Mike would love that. Let me tell you this. Uh, I went to Yale to watch my friend graduate, right, yes. to New Haven. Mm-hmm. And this is a weird story. So now, she... yeah, wait, 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 wait. Before you get there, let me just say, let me just do you one correction here. It's not um, New Haven. It's New Haven. Wait, what did I say? You said uh, New Haven. New Haven. I it was it threw me too when I first moved here. It, you the emphasis is not on the word new. The the almost imperceptible emphasis is on the word Haven. So it's 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 not New Haven. It's New Haven. Oh, it, all right. Really well, I was in New it's Haven. It's fucking weird, and 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 people here just like they will. It's kind of like in San Francisco when you call it a trolley, and they're just ready. They're ready to pounce on you, <laughs> right? Even if you're actually talking about the real trolley that goes down, you know, like Market Street or something. It's like they're ready to pounce on you to say, "No, it's a cable car." Here, oh, I didn't know even know about that. Here, they are ready to pounce on you if you mispronounce New Haven. Oh, that's crazy. Excellent. So you were watching a friend of yours graduate. I'm so sorry. Well, no, I was in town yes. to go watch her graduate. And she was in the Yale drama department. Yes. Okay. And she tells them they were doing a production of, uh, they were going to do it. They had done a production earlier in the year of um, Much Ado About Nothing. And on these two very, very small parts, the actors had already gone home for the summer. So she tells them, oh, my two friends 
from Los Angeles are actors professionally, and they will do those roles. Yes. So my friend Mercedes, who is an actress, you know, was an actress. Right. And myself, who is not an actor. <laughs> but you play one at the Yale Repertory Theater. Yeah. We're right. in a production of Much Ado About Nothing at Yale. Excellent. But we were in rehearsal and they wouldn't let us eat. And what, then what, my blood sugar was low. What year was this? Two thousand. When was nine eleven? Two thousand one. It's like yeah. two months before nine eleven. So, so like, can I? I could probably go find a review of of it somewhere. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Well, they would. I doubt they would mention the the uh, that uh, our roles were so small. That's what we're so easy. We'd hang around rehearsal for that. Anyway, what is going on in New Haven, Daniel? Uh, you know, I I feel like I stepped on your line there. Your blood sugar was low. Did did you actually pass out? No, I I literally became an LA diva actor and was like, I need food, and like stormed out and went to Subway. Now that was your first mistake because uh, downtown New Haven does have some incredibly good restaurants. You could have gone anywhere uh, other than than Subway. But here's here I just want to you know take this moment here really quickly, like we like to do every show, is to tell you that you know when your blood sugar does feel low or if you feel you know maybe that you don't feel quite so good about those things, what you should really do is you should take the Big Blue Test. So head over to thebigbluetest.com. And uh, fill out some information. It really won't take you more than 10, 15, 20 days of your time to, to fill out just tedious, endless, tedious questions about your personal life uh, over at thebigbluetest.com. And we thank them Wait, so much. Wait, I'm for being serious. Support. Did Mike Lawson tell you to do that? No. <laughs> because I'm, I'm, not, I'm being serious. I Mike and I were discussing the guest co-host this week, and he goes... Yes, that's that sounds great. Um, could you please, please, please don't forget to forget to mention the big blue test. Really? Well, I feel yeah. I feel see, see, Mike Lawson and I, we are we're just, you know, simpatico there. We we you know, we have we share the same brain at really uh, inconvenient times. That is weird. So anyway, what's going on in New Haven there, Daniel? Uh well, you know, it's uh I have this thing where I love gadgets. I just, I, I, if it's got a little blinking light on it, I want it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, just, I, I, I love Even if gadgets. it's like shitty, like, like, uh, like those things like at, um, what's it, Brookstone? No. Like you like no. the things at Brookstone? Oh. No. If, 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 oh, my life would be so much easier if it was that easy. If it was just, you know, crap, if it was just tchotchkes and things. No, no. No, the, the, the gadgets that I like are very expensive. So I tend to, uh, you know, just, I really wanted a Chromebook. I have no reason to have a Chromebook, Joe. I have no. What is a Chromebook? I don't even know a, what you're talking. A about. Chromebook is a is a it's a small laptop that runs Chrome OS. So it 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 really only runs the Chrome browser. That's it. But it's it's ultra light, and you you turn you you flip it open, and it's immediately on, and everything because it's a very lightweight operating system. And of course, you can do everything in a browser. You know, so it's like everything that you could do in a browser, you can do on the Chrome uh, on the Chromebook. So it's great. Uh, I have no reason to have a Chromebook. I already have a laptop uh, that that will run Chrome. I have desktops that will run Chrome. So what did you buy it? You bought this yeah, Chromebook? Yeah, so I bought a Chromebook because I was. When did it get there? <laughs> what? When did it? It like it arrived when? It, it like arrived uh, the end of last week, like like maybe Wednesday. When you right, now, let me ask you this because there are people who are into this, and I have to admit, I'm kind of into this. Are you into that like unboxing stuff? I. Am not, although I I do watch some of the unboxing videos. I don't. I'm not. Per, that is more of an Adam thing because Adam has 
cameras all over his office and with you know with booms and stuff like I I only have the crappy webcam that I use to do DI plus with so I don't I'm not set up to do an unboxing a proper unboxing video but do you watch these unboxing videos I have I have watched them before I my favorite one so far is the iPhone 6 unboxing done by a former podcaster Archer now uh, now uses his real name Paul uh, Paul Armstrong and he he did uh, his unboxing of the uh, of the iPhone six, which was which was just amazing because he is such an Apple fanboy. It's like you could you could tell he had to change pants two or three times uh, doing that video just because he you know he was just peeing his pants. He was so excited. So people it. who don't know unboxing videos and they're very popular are people who literally just on video open up boxes of things that they buy. Correct. Right. And and it's and it makes sense if you really if you th- really think about it. Like I am a gadget freak. I love gadgets and they're very expensive. A lot of them are very expensive. Like so if I'm going to go drop let's say $600 on an Xbox, right? I kind of want to, you know, it's like I I want to see what they look like, but I don't want to get up and go to the store and see and maybe we won't have them in stock and everything. So I'm on YouTube and I like, oh, let me see if somebody else has gotten it. And then you you kind of see, because a lot of times those product ads that they put out and the pictures of the things that they put out have no actual scale to them, right? Like, I grew up seeing pictures of albatrosses flying across the ocean, and they would talk to me in, in very technical terms about how the albatross is the biggest bird that has ever flown, and, you know, its wingtip is 700 feet or whatever. And But it's just flying over waves in the middle of the ocean, and to me it looks like any other bird. And it wasn't until a nature documentary when that albatross landed and there was a cameraman next to him being dwarfed by this enormous bird that I was just like, holy shit, that thing's big. <laughs> so I think the, the unboxing videos give you a, a sense of scale and perspective that, you know, a, a glossy ad just doesn't. You see, I think you're watching them completely with a different eye than I do. I think they capture in a moment, they capture a moment that thrill of opening a package and the experience of getting something new, it's almost like trying to recapture your childhood on Christmas or your birthday. Yeah, I can and see that. So when I watch it, I'm like watching those visceral reactions that people get. Like, actually, I was going to say my favorite unboxing video. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but this total, this guy looks like the biggest maniac, right? But he ordered. <laughs> He ordered the exact uh, model and make of microphone that Bob Barker used to use on The Price is Right. Yes. And he's unboxing it. And this dude is so stoked, right, on this Bob Barker microphone. First of all, he's super gay. He's like crazy gay. And he's so excited. He can't contain himself. And I think that's my theory what people watch those unboxing videos. That's why I watch those unboxing videos. And I think Apple and I think Beats, micro, the Beats headphones, I think they know this too. They put a lot of money into that experience of unboxing. Yeah, I can see that. And and, and I, I think like anything, it, it will get ruined, right? It'll get taken over by, uh, you know, like the corporates, uh, like, let's, let's make something viral. You know, anytime you sit down and say, let's make something viral, that's, that's the, that's the, I don't know. That's the path. What am I trying to say? It's like the road to hell or something. It's just, that's, uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, Joe. Did you, I'll tell you what you're trying to say. Did you, did you know, Daniel, I don't know if you know this, that I have been trying to lose weight. 
I did know that, Joe. But you know, I wasn't done with my Chromebook story. But that's all right. That's oh, all right, Joe. Wait, what? No, no, no. I was, I was oh, just I, saying. No, I what, a Chromebook. so what happens? You got the Chromebook, and then what happened? I bought a Chromebook. And it's very pretty, and I don't think I need it. And yet, I I can't send it back because I I can't get rid of it because I, I I love gadgets. So I have this this Chromebook. Here's the thing: it only has wireless uh, Ethernet. Right, it only has you can't plug an Ethernet cord into it. Okay, and I, I have like a, at Yale we have this very oppressive IT policy where we can't go anywhere. So any kind of website you try to go to is blocked by the by the IT department. Okay, so I, I was using a VPN, a personal VPN, to get around those things on my laptop, but I can't install that software on my Chromebook. So I had to go find different VPN software to run on my Chromebook. That's all, Joe. I was just going to say that. That's all. I had to, this is how, so uh, not only do I have a useless gadget, but now I've had to go out and buy different, a different VPN service. Wow. I'm really glad I just, I just use waited it. for that punch to that story. You know, you can edit that whole thing out. That's fine, Joe. That's fine. <laughs> no, you know, uh, you know what, Joe, it looks like you've lost some weight. <laughs> well, Daniel, it's funny that you say that I have been trying to lose weight. I don't thank you for noticing. And so, um, this diet plan that I've been on, which I designed for myself. I realized it's something particular only to me. I mean, the essence of it is just really counting calories. Yes. But um, but it's one that I designed specifically for myself. Okay. And in it, my main meal, the primary, the big meal that I have is at lunch. I have a very small meal for dinner, very small meal for breakfast. Lunch is the thing. And what I've been doing is I've been eating Mediterranean food. I go crazy at lunch on Mediterranean food. Now, now I I don't know what that what give me an idea of what Mediterranean food is. Well, um it 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 it, it shares a lot of properties with Middle Eastern food, with Greek food. They're all the same thing. So I eat, the, I've been eating a lot the of The only thing I know that's Greek food is like a year so, so are you Girl, just eating euros? I've eaten a lot of euros, and a lot of hummus, and a lot of tzatziki sauce. A lot of tzatziki sauce, <laughs> and a lot of those cucumber, tomato, onion salads. Girl, Ugh. that's all I eat Ugh. constantly for lunch. Yes, every day that is what I eat. Wow. So I'm lucky that I'm a good cook, but also there's a Middle Eastern market right by me. Right. So I've started going there. That's why I buy all my products. Okay. And because I'm a good cook, uh, I am doing kind of difficult recipes that call for very random ingredients. So I've been going to this Middle Eastern market. And finally, last week, the guy who usually rings me up was like looking at me. Right. And he goes, why do you buy all this? What, what is going on with this? Why, why do you buy all these things? Are you, are you a chef? And I go, no. And he goes, mm, come on, you're a chef. And I was like, no. And I just bought it and left, right? Now, let me tell you this. They also have one of those, like, takeout food places where they make food. Okay? Yeah, yeah. There's a woman there. She looks so Ukrainian. I don't know how, I don't know how to explain that. But she looks like someone from the Ukraine. Okay? Mm-hmm. She gives me the evil eye every time I go in there. I, so I just order like a lamb shawarma plate and she won't stop staring at me as she's like scooping the hummus into the container. Like just like one eye closed and looking at me, right? Maybe because maybe she hates chefs or whatever. Probably. Okay. That's probably what it is. She hates so the, chefs. 
She's so a, she's for, a, a chef bigot. Yeah, she hates chefs. Or she, you know what? She probably thinks I'm like Jewish or something. I'm sure no Jew would be welcome in the, within a thousand feet of this Middle Eastern market. She's probably okay. there. It's not fucking aioli. It's mayonnaise. You pretentious fuck. Yeah, they're like, don't bring your Jew ass in here. I'm like, I'm not even Jewish. Yeah, whatever. Maybe 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 chef is Middle Eastern for Jew. That that could be. Yeah, maybe I've been thinking he thinks I'm a chef, and it's like, like mm. anyway. So, so so this woman giving you the evil eye. I'm sorry. That's not even the point of the story. They, everybody there is very suspicious of me. Okay, they, I think they think I'm like the NSA or something. So this week I'm making a very elaborate meal, and I go in there and I buy pomegranate and date molasses. Have you ever had either of those two things? I can safely say no. I have not okay. had either of those two things. I buy these things. This guy loses his fucking mind. He's like, <laughs> why are you buying this? Nobody buys it. <laughs> Middle Eastern people don't buy date molasses. Come on. Admit it. You are a chef. And I was like, sir, I swear to you, I am not a chef. I don't know what you're talking about. So I go in Friday now. And Friday I'm just doing my normal shopping. There is the hottest Middle Eastern guy working there. Right? Now I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to be completely honest. And I'm going to run it by you, Daniel. I want your opinion. Because I never think people are hitting on me. Ever. I Mm -hmm. never think. I'm oblivious to it if they are. And I never think they are. Someone says like, oh, that guy was hitting on you. I'm like, really? Right? Right. No. Oblivious to it. I go in there and I buy this stuff and this guy's like hot too by the way. Hot. Yeah, you you mentioned that, yes. A very hot Middle Eastern guy. He's probably like a six in real life. So at Pride forty eight he'd be like an eight. Right. But but uh he's somewhere between six and eight. That's where he hovers. Mm-hmm. So anyway So so, so go- basically a six and a half or a seven. He's like, yeah, he averages out to seven. I'm walking around this place. He's like, can I help you? Can I help you? And I'm like, I know where, you know, the Persian cucumbers are. The place is not very big. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, so he's ringing me up. And he goes, uh, wow, you uh, you like to cook Middle Eastern food, huh? And I was like, mm-hmm. He goes, what are you making tonight? And I'm like, I'm making this. And I'm making that. And he goes, you're going to need to invite me over to your place for dinner sometime so we can, I can try your cooking. And really? I was like, yeah. He goes, I'm here every Friday. You should come in on Fridays, man. And I was like, girl, this kid is hitting on me. He was hitting on me. So either, you know, but I wouldn't be surprised, though, if he is, like, straight up trying to, like, gay bait bait me. And then he and his friends get together and, like, beat me up. (laughs) Some sort of, like. Just why would you think that? Because this guy, nobody ever hits on me. And this guy is about. Here, Fifteen no, years here, younger than me. All right, right, all right. And let me let me just tell you this right now. Let me just tell you right this right now, because I I struggle with this from a different way, which is right as I'm getting older, there are now like uh, genuinely hot kids that are hitting on me, and I'm at first I'm like, going, no, this has got to be some kind of joke, right? This is like you know, like they're they've got some frat party, like a what am I trying to say, like a, like a uh, scavenger hunt or whatever is like yeah, yeah. find the fattest, ugliest old guy and hit on him or whatever. But uh, when I was at this Pride 48 and I was talking to that big fatty about this, uh, it turns out that I guess there's just like a whole, there's a whole group of, of gay guys that just really like uh, older guys. And they, and it really is weird because I just, I still can't wrap my head around that. It's like, like, dude, you're like really hot. Why would you need to hit on an old guy? Right. 
but uh, I'm just saying, maybe, maybe That's it's something. True. Maybe he just has a thing for chefs, and you know, his uncle has told him that uh, I don't, under, I don't approve of your lifestyle. I don't approve of it whatsoever. But there's this chef. There's this chef that comes in. <laughs> He's a good customer. He's a good Let customer. Him fuck He's you. Good, yeah, he bought the fucking pomegranate date of syrup. Yeah. Would you know what? Finally. Nobody buys it. Who buys that? Who buys that? I don't understand. No one buys that. <laughs> Let me tell you this. You know, it's so funny that you say that because I did learn a long time ago that there's somebody for everybody. You know, um, years a few years ago, maybe like five years ago, six years ago, I joined this website. I don't know if you ever heard of it called Bigger City. I have not. You've never heard? Okay. Bigger City is a website for fat guys yes. and chubby chasers so they okay. can find each other. That okay? makes sense. So I sign up for this Bigger City. I'm thinking there's going to be all these chubby chasers that are going to be hitting on me. All I got were other fucking fat guys. <laughs> yeah. Hitting, hitting on me. So I was complaining to my friend, Jonathan, about this, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, you're being so fucking ridiculous. He goes, Joe, there are definitely hot guys who would hit on you. He goes, there are people who like all sorts of fucked up shit. Like there's people who want somebody to shit in their mouths. And I was like, really? Really? That's what you're, you're comparing having sex with a fat person to someone shitting in your mouth. Yeah, that's, that's there is those are basically uh, analogs of one another. But I'm let me tell sure. you something. Yeah. That was I was proven correct because the last anything the closest thing I've had to a relationship recently. Um, the last guy was this guy Nick, who yes. I had heard through the comedy grapevine liked fat guys, right? Mm-hmm. So we have some mutual friends. We were introduced when he, I remember he was in the street talking to people and the friend tapped him on the shoulder and he turned around. And when he looked at me, Daniel, and this was intoxicating, actually, intoxicating. when he looked at me, intoxicating, yes. when he yeah. looked at me, it was as if Brad Pitt and Johnny Depp and Channing Tatum and Nick and Zac Efron making out were standing in front of him. <laughs> Like, this Nick was so into me. He stopped talking to everybody. It was like one of those, like, West Side Story moments. You know, like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Like that. Like, we just danced in the street. And then a Puerto Rican killed him. So, and then, um, but yeah. So, I guess there. it's known that Nick likes fat guys. And so, uh. Uh, yeah, so Nick. I'm just now. I'm just saying, Joe. Yeah, maybe you should go back there on a Friday. I don't think he's baiting. I don't think anyone would go through that much trouble of baiting you. Like he would have, if he was going to bait you to like gay bash you or whatever, it would have been more of an immediate thing as opposed to like making future plans. Where you know, I am in here every Friday. I am in here every single Friday. What if he uses the date molasses as lube? Yeah, but he's not going to have like all of his friends, his gay bashing friends, like standing by every Friday. No, you come in, you wait this Friday. This Friday, this will be the Friday that I get him, and you know, we'll do that. But you know, you, you started off this story, Joe, by telling that you've lost some weight lately. Yeah. Let well, me ask you I was, this: I was leading into what I ate and how that got to the Middle Eastern market. Right. No, I'm just saying, but you know, yeah, how much how much weight have have you lost? As of today, yes, I have lost. Well, since you've seen me, or total, 
No, total. Like, give me, give me a total. 36 pounds, exactly. 36 pounds. That's amazing. 36 Joe. pounds. And, you know, it was just it was just small changes that you made in in your eating that, that have achieved that. Yeah. It's and, you know, and you know, Joe, since 2010, over 40,000 people have helped themselves while helping more than 10,000 others uh, participating in the Big Blue Test, uh, tracking how small changes uh, can make a big <laughs> impact on their health. Oh, really, Daniel? That's really yes, interesting. It is. You know, and in 2014, every single Big Blue Test result that gets logged, the Diabetes Hand Foundation will grant $1 in support of people with diabetes in need around the world. So check them out over at BigBlueTest.org. I'll make sure and do that right away, Daniel. This show, like I said before, is never better and never more exciting than when it's Big Blue Test time. I tell you, that is that is that in you know you can see you can tell how exciting it is by the fact that Mike Lawson couldn't even be bothered to show up. But uh, here, you know, he's I very, think he's actually doing a big blue test event. Believe it or not, really, he's, he's probably uh, exercising for fourteen to twenty minutes. Well, no, I think actually because he told me he goes, I'm in the city, and I go, oh, he's with that boyfriend uh, that he won't that he won't admit is a boyfriend. By the way, right? Have, you, have no, you noticed on the show he calls him his friend? Yes, he does. Uh, you know when. <laughs> One of the uh, the former game night guy. Well, no, actually, one of the current game night guys. You know, the one that uh, when when Brian and Mike had their big blow up, and mm-hmm. they, he got yes, kicked we off all the know show. This. Right. Yes. Uh, so he got kicked off the show, and he got replaced by Curtis, which is sure. uh, a much better choice, by the way, for the game night guy. Anyway, so Curtis just recently did a a gaming marathon this past weekend. I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, he was doing a. Extra I did. I actually life. watched him play some sort of Mario game. Yeah, yeah. He was, I was watching. I was on my way into New York City and uh, and doing some shopping and stuff. Oh, so look at you. New oh. York, New York. A hell of a town. The Bronx is up, but the battery's down. The right. people ride in a hole on the ground. Do we like that? And did you have like one magical day in your city? It was. It was, it was a huge magical day in, the, in New York City with lots of singing and dancing. But to hear about that, you'll have to tune into uh, DI Plus because I have that story studied for there. But this is the story DI I want to tell Plus? you. DI Plus? What is that, Daniel? That's another show. Um, it's not important, really. It is anyway. Uh, but here's the thing: you could probably check it out at dubiousintent.com, but you don't have to. Don't don't feel pressured at all. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing: is is Curtis uh, was doing this gaming marathon, and I thought it was a really cool idea. I I don't actually work for Yale. I work for Yale New Haven Hospital, so we own hospitals, including the Smilo's Children's Hospital, and. I, when he first told me about this event, I was very excited because I was like, oh, wow, we have a children's hospital. Maybe we're doing this event also, but we're not actually a member of the uh, Children's Miracle Network. So our hospital wasn't doing this. But after watching Curtis play his games for 24 Worst hours, shows ever, by the way, on that network. <laughs> the, the Children's, children's Miracle, Miracle Network. It is. Yeah. Will uh-huh. Sally walk again? <laughs> <Let's Yeah. see. laughs> Spoiler alert, she does. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like Paralysis Street, you know, and uh... <laughs> horrible, just horrible. Uh, Crutches but... in the city. That's a horrible show. So I was thinking to myself, maybe I limbs, would pit... <laughs> just limbs. Yeah, uh, NCIS Burn Unit. That's a... <laughs> that's a, that's a sad one too. Uh, CSI Squeaky Toy. Um... Yeah. All right, so I was thinking maybe I would suggest the idea of doing this gaming marathon to our hospital, right? But then, after watching this event, it was really boring. It was, it was really boring because, you know, to, to be a big shot on Twitch, you got to Not talk. everyone is PewDiePie. 
you got to talk to the audience, right? And Curtis was was concentrating so hard on playing Destiny when I was watching that he just, you know, he wasn't talking. There was no time. So it was just him playing the game instead of him talking and playing the game. And so what I thought was, you know what would make this event better is if I uh, went to the children's hospital and I said, Here, here's my idea for your fundraising event, right? Is that we're going to get the doctors to play against the kids for 24 hours. So we're going to have kid patients that will uh, take on random doctors that don't know how to fucking play a video game. And uh, we'll stream that out, and you can watch. You know, you can watch the doctors get their ass kicked by these kids. That'd be fun, right? Well, also, I'd rather watch like fun games that I can follow, like Castlevania or um, Qbert. You know, right? Exactly. I don't want to watch uh, Halo. <laughs> well, I I don't know. Maybe no, but a first person shooter would be great if it was like you know a doctor, in 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 the patient. You know, the little kid patient, like like doing a headshot on the doctor. That'd be cool. And you could, oh, I mean, yeah, you could see both of their cool. reactions, right? Because you could see not only the game, but you'd see them, you know, the cameras on both of them. So you see the kid going, yeah, take that, doctor, stick me in the butt, you know. Yeah, and the doctor's like, oh, hmm. Like, the next day, cut to <laughs> kid Kid mysteriously receives too much, you know, medicine and dies. And the doctor's like, whoops. <sighs> Fine, whatever. You know what? I, I have a really crappy personal story. Joe, tell me what's happening in the news in L.A. What about my second personal story? Oh, I thought you had the the Middle Eastern uh, market. That was and... one. It just felt like two. All right, no, uh, you know what, Joe? <laughs> what else has been going on, Joe? <laughs> well, Daniel, I wasn't keeping track. It's of funny. That. Did well, you told two personal stories, right? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I would, uh, I went, I was working out. You know, I don't know, Daniel. I don't know if you noticed this. But I've been losing weight. I did not notice that at all, Joe. Yeah. So part of that is I work out, mm-hmm. which I, I I think I've talked about this on the show. There do is you, this do guy. You do, do you do clean and jerks? Mm, I do jerk and clean. I jerk off and then when it's done, <laughs> I clean up. Jerk and clean. Right. That, yeah, that, that, that not, always seemed like that would be the better order of things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Clean and jerk, that doesn't make any sense. Right. Now, but, clean, um, and, clean and rim is the better order there if you're going to do that. The, the clean and Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to do the clean. Have you right. ever gone down with someone who's kind of rancid down there? No. I, <laughs> I you know, in my in my younger, sluttier days, I, I, I would always sniff. <laughs> and if it, if it didn't smell, you know, kind of like you do with lunch meat and whatever, you know, you just kind of like, you know, like, is this, is this baloney bad? <laughs> you know, and, you know, no, if it didn't pass the you sniff test, it didn't go in it, my mouth. I'm going to say, let me tell you this. I actually, when I'm in the heat of the moment, mm. I don't actually notice. And I've always said this. I've often said no one is more homophobic than I am the seconds after I come. <laughs> like the seconds after I'm come, I'm like, ugh, I did what? <laughs> With a man? Right. Yeah. Right. And then you just start to smell shit. Yeah. And you're like, literally, and you're like, oh, get me out of here, actually. It's gross. And then and then you refuse to use their toothbrush because, oh, that would be gross. No. Oh, I would. Would you ever use somebody's toothbrush? <laughs> yes. I just had my tongue in their ass. Yes, of course I'll eat that. No, I'll I would never, toothbrush. I would never, ever use their toothbrush. That's ridiculous. I, uh, I, I've never had my tongue in someone's ass, by the way. No, really? You've never eaten out your husband? No. 
I, I've had it done. I just, I just can't, I just can't get past Do it. Do you like it done to you? Yes. What if it was like, okay, we, I know you and I share a lot of the taste in porn stars. Like, what if it was this, uh, what's the name of that YouTube porn star that you like? You're not a porn star, that YouTube star, Cameron Dallas or what's the right, name? Right, right. Yeah, Cameron Dallas. Right. If Cameron Dallas was like, eat out my ass, would you do it? <sighs> I, you know what, Joe? And let's, assume, let's assume you're single. You're single. Right, so I'm you're single, ready to mingle. Ready and Cameron mingle. Dallas. Cameron Dallas, a young Twinkie, uh, uh, comes to me, hits on some old guy for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. You know what? I would have to say probably in the heat of the moment, yeah, I probably would do that. But it's one of those, it would have to be like in in the throes of passion. And... Oh, really? It, I wouldn't even have to be in the mood. It, it could be at my grandmother's funeral. Really? Now, if see, it was I'm a just... hot Twinkie now, guy? Yeah, well, all right. But then again, I mean... I've never done it, so I don't know really what to expect. I, it's not something that I even. But it's like you know, if 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 the question was, would I give him a, you know, would I blow him or whatever? Hell yeah, I'd do that. You know, it doesn't matter. No. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you something. I could do that for days. days. For days, I, I days days on end to the point where the person's ass is raw. <laughs> <laughs> that is so romantic sounding. That is just that is. Oh not, my god, I. Now, I'm, I'm hoping that you don't use that like as a pickup line. Like I, I will, I will eat you out till you are bleeding. <laughs> till um, your ass is Daniel, bleeding. Daniel, I have used that as a pickup line. Really? That's just that yes. seems so. I will, I will bring my cat in with his sandpaper tongue just to accomplish you bleeding. That's that's Daniel. how much I'm. Bottoms love it. Bottoms like it when you say you're going to abuse them. Really? Like if you're like, I will. Split you open in two. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they love it. Oh, fucking bottoms go crazy for that shit. Anyway, so as you know, I've been working out. I get home from working out. I'm super sweaty. I'm super gross. And I'm just going online, just checking things. I actually turn the shower on to heat the water up. I see there's an animation festival, a spooky animation festival starting in just a few minutes. Spooky. Right? Now, what was this on TV? No, 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 no. At a theater. Oh, okay. At a theater. On the other part of LA. Okay. I'm like, oh shit. Got if it. I take a shower, I will not make it in time. So I just like dried up and I, <laughs> without showering, uh-huh. sped over to this animation festival. Now, right? did you and put I, on extra deodorant? Did you do cheese? I did nothing, like, Daniel. Do I did nothing. 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 Right? Nothing just ran over there. I wanted to see the spooky animation festival. Mm-hmm. I go and it's fucking, I get a ticket. I'm like five minutes late. I'm like, Oh, Mike Lawson would have had a shit fit. For those of you who didn't listen last week, Mike Lawson made it very known that he does not like to be late for anything. Okay. <laughs> to the point that he upset Adam Burns at his treatment of a stranger. Not just Adam Burns. People were emailing me like, what is up with this guy? Anyway, so I know I've known him for years, so I get it. But people who don't know that part of him were like, what is going on? Anyway, I have to go in. I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, like getting to my seat. Right. I sit down for the first half of the show. I'm like 
like literally like tucked in. Be- I'm so tight. It's so crowded in this theater. Okay. Mm-hmm. Intermission happens. Um, why does everybody around me clear out? Cause you stink. Cause I stink. I'm sure it's cause I stink, right? Like literally, for the second half, there was nobody sitting. Around. I was spreading my arms out. Kicking my feet up. Well, that's like, probably I, why they they uh, they left because you were there kicking your feet up and like reaching no. over and grabbing their popcorn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Are you not rubbing. Uh, thanks, rubbed thanks. an old lady's face in my underarms. <laughs> you know, the old. And so they showed like old timey cartoons, like old 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 cartoons. And what was so funny, and I don't I don't know how well you know the people of Los Angeles, but they're extremely politically correct. I can imagine New Haven being the same way. Uh, that we do have uh, a lot of uh, folks that are very. Uh, uh, I I hesitate to use the phrase politically correct because I don't think it's ever used in the correct uh, way. But that's that I understand what you're saying. There's a lot of What's very the sensitive correct way. Well, all right. So the political correctness movement is a valid thing, right? The whole point of political correctness was to not use. Uh, racially inflammatory words in order to be able to carry on a conversation about things. So in order for us to have a meaningful conversation about race relations, we have to take out the inflammatory words, right? We can't say, hey, red dot, or hey, red face, you know, let's talk about, you know, your people or whatever. We need to talk about Native Americans or whatever. It was just a way to neutralize hurt feelings and neutralize inflammatory language. And it is a very valid thing, but it has been demonized to the point now that it's like everything is called political correctness when it really isn't. Like being sensitive to to other people's feelings being hurt has nothing to do with political correctness. Well, it does, but it, it very tangentially has to do with political correctness. Polit- political correctness really only has to do with using inflammatory words in a in a you know, to to avoid using inflammatory words. That's really all political correctness is. And it's a very valid, good thing. And I, it just annoys me that people just like blanket everything as, as political correctness. But now that I've completely gone off on a tangent, Joe, and I'm sure that you feel like you have nothing else to say, and maybe, you know, you feel like you're very frustrated by that, and maybe, you know, you just uh, you just want to sit there and, and, and be huffy. Let me tell you this. So during this old cart, I'm just ignoring everything you just said. <laughs> during this, During this old cartoon... Okay. Yes. It would be all these old cartoons. So they like were the tar super. Baby. Yes, they were super racist. So like there'd be these like ghosts. These I'm sorry, these skeletons in yeah. blackface. <laughs> yes. And they'd be like, "Hello there, I got you know, <laughs> I got first that jingle jangle jingle right." And these are people who'd been like laughing hysterically throughout the cartoon. And then they would just stop. Mm-hmm. And then they showed a Halloween themed Tom and Jerry episode. Right. Right. Which I don't know if there's been a recent Tom and Jerry uh, controversy because that I guess they had like a housekeeper in it and she would be like, oh, Lord, Tom, <laughs> you done it again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And she came out and they were just like, oh, God, yeah. it was like a room full of Mike Lawson's. It was it, it surprised me that Disney actually put in Splash Mountain because it was based off Songs of the South, which was a very. <laughs> yeah, they banned very, that cartoon. Yeah, it was a very racist uh, cartoon, uh, and uh, and yet here we have Splash Mountain, basically based off of Brer Fox and Brer uh, Rabbit, and yeah, with and literal tar babies in it, <laughs> but not but in Splash on the Mountain. Ride. Yes, in Songs oh no, of the South. On, yes, there were no, but in the ride, there's tar babies. No, there's not. Girl, okay, you're going to Disneyland on November 10th. Oh no, you're not going to Disneyland after all. Yes, I am. Girl, 
when you go to Disneyland and you go on Splash Mountain, please notice I am. that there is a moment where they show Br'er Fox in the tar. I think it's as you're going up for the big drop. Okay. I will look for it. Here's the, here's the thing that has always surprised me because a lot of people don't I, – I don't know if you even know this about me. I am, I am a Floridian. I'm actually from uh, Florida. I was born and raised in Florida. And I am maybe an hour and a half away from Disney World is where I grew up. So I, you know – went to Disney World 10 billion times. Right? I've been to Disney World. And it's really weird because the rides that we share in common between California and Florida um, are actually still different. It's like the, the rides in, in Anaheim have a longer and more detailed story behind yes. them than the rides in Florida. The Florida rides are kind of like, just kind of like the, the, the cliff notes, right? It, it, the, the, I had gone to Pirates of the Caribbean for like uh, two 200,000 times. Yeah. It wasn't until I went on the one in California, I was like, Oh, that's the story. Oh, I get it now. There's a whole story behind it. Well, I noticed, you know, I've been I've been to Disney World, and what I noticed is, especially with those the, the rides that are shared, is that the theming is a lot different. So, like, yes. they don't have the big elaborate entrance for pirates, right? That they do mm-hmm. at Disneyland, do they? Right. No, they don't. And then also they, the it, well, it, it makes sense because this was for the World's Fair, but they don't. It's a small world. Doesn't have the big giant clock thing in front oh no 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 yeah small world is just a piece of fantasy land it's just like built it's just not any other attraction in fantasy land and then i wonder why because phantasmic they don't do it on the waters correct in, well in- they do oh all right, yeah so what happened is phantasmic was a disneyland show a california-based show and it made use of the rivers of america and tom sawyer's island it's it an amazing nighttime show it still is an amazing nighttime show um when they brought it to florida they, um, we just don't have the same setup in Frontierland over there as 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 you guys have. So you can't really sit across from Tom Sawyer's Island in the same way that you can in Disneyland. And so yeah. we also had our third theme park, the Disney MGM Studios at that time, which is now just Disney Hollywood Studios, that didn't have a nighttime show. So they actually just built an entire st- set to do Fantasmic. So Fantasmic has its own theater and its own lagoon that they built just for Fantasmic. At, but it's at, smaller though, I believe, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's well the stadium is huge, but yes, the the it is not as big as the Rivers of America and we don't have the pirate ship. So it's just yeah. the steamboat in that show. So you do not have the 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 Peter Pan scene um that you do in California. The other I thing remember, that's really weird, which is really esoteric, ahead. is that because of the humidity difference between California and Florida, your mist is much better. So when they project onto the mist in California, it's it really does, it's nice and clear and bright. Whereas in Florida, because the air is so humid, it's really hard to make clear mist and um, because the air is already saturated. So our projecting on um, the, the things doesn't work. They had to add smoke into our mist so that you could actually see the, uh, the, the, the projections. When smoke gets in your mist. Are you still dating that opera singer? <laughs> no. Oh, I ended things with him so bad. It's not, it didn't end well. Hey, I just yeah. met you. <laughs> It's all about the base. Okay. Um, what is going on in Connecticut, Daniel? I'm curious. Oh, really? Uh, I thought, um, oh, I guess that makes sense because I started there. Yeah. All right. So I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and you you can edit this out if you like to, but I believe that when I talk about a news story, I have to I have to start it by saying, hey, check this out. Is that, is that what I have to? 
Do I say that or Michael says no, that? No, Mike says it all the time. It's like, hey, yeah, you know what? Hey, He's, check this out. Yeah, I'm going to keep this in. It's a thing he's starting. I just ignore that he does it. You know, he, he doesn't say check this out. He goes, listen to this. Oh. He noticed, he even says it in one episode. He noticed that he said it a bunch of times in a row. And so now that's his like, that's his here's thing. Johnny. That's his thing. You know, it's like, listen to this. So, hey, 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 Joe, listen to this. <clears throat> yeah. Um, one of the things that's really cool about the Northeast of the United States, the northeastern portion, is that we have a lot of old things here, right? We're one of the original 13 colonies, so we have a lot of old stuff here. Uh, and one of the big things that we have that is old is uh, our train station in New Haven. It's called Union Station, and it was built in the uh, the late 1800s. I've been there. Right, and it's a, it's a very gorgeous building. It was designed by Beautiful. some... Yeah, I, let's, see, I, let's see, it was designed by architect Cass Gilbert, who designed the Woolworth Building in New York. Mm-hmm. And um, also was uh, one of the members of the band The Mamas and the Papas. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mama Cass, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mama Cass Gilbert. Uh, she was also a, uh, she was an architect. She could fall back on that if she needed to. Uh, but And then it, she choked on a ham sandwich. Which we, we, I know we, we found out it was not true, but right, yeah. it's still funny. It's still a good joke. But uh, here's, here's what happened, Joe. Uh, I'm going to tell you what they are. You tell me what I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to describe them and you tell me what they've just done to the uh, Union Station here. Uh, They're each eight feet high and 17 feet, 17 feet long. And together they cost half of a million dollars. How tall are they again? Uh, Eight feet high and 17 Mm -hmm. feet long. And together they cost about a half million dollars. Eight feet long, 17 feet high. I'm trying to think of a good joke here. <laughs> like, like, here's the thing. Here's the logic. It's so easy to go with a Mike Lawson's penis joke, but it's yeah. cheap. Yeah, it's cheap. It is. It's, it's cheap. cheap. It is. I and there's, there's two of them, right? Yeah, there's two of them. I'm gonna say trains. Trains, eight feet tall trains that are 17 feet long. No, yeah. actually, Joe, what it is is the the departure boards. Um, Prior, we've had the old mechanical departure boards with the flip-up numbers. You know, it's like as the trains would arrive at this at this the track, the old mechanical flip numbers and flip letters would flip by. You know, and say on track number three, yeah. the New Haven line. So they have now been those old mechanical ones have been ripped out and replaced by these two huge, you know, ultra modern high definition LCD. You know, eight feet, seventeen, seventeen feet long. Uh, LCD monitors up there that show actually a lot more train information than the old Flipboards does. Um, and people are just bitching a storm about it. Oh, God. Because, because it's, it's an old building and we can't change it. It's uh, you've, you've ruined the old building, Joe. Well, well, let me ask you this. This is the important question. What did they do with the old boards? The old boards... Um, which, by the way, were costing us millions of dollars to maintain because they don't make any of those parts anymore, uh, has been moved to the Danbury Railway Railway Museum. So that you okay, can, you Look, can still go hey, and see they them. were saved. Yeah, you can go see those old boards. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, and and th- and let's make it clear, they still use Union Station, correct? Oh yeah, Union Station is one of the one of the busiest. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, so the MTA, which for those of you who don't know, the MTA is the Connecticut and New York State Railway. 
um, that is a daily commuter train that carries more commuters than almost any other uh, commuter train in the in the country. If you look it up, it's like something like several million people ride it every day because all along the shoreline of Connecticut, people go into New York to work and then come back home during the day because it's very expensive to live in New York City. So it's um, we have commuters that you know basically take those trains into the into New York City every day. That's how we. You get know, the, the first time I ever went to New York City was when I went to go visit my friend. Uh, in New Haven mm-hmm. to graduate, right? But I got there days early. Mm-hmm. So I, I get there, I, I leave some of my stuff at her place, and then I go, I'm going to take the train into New York City where I had friends. I was going to stay with them, right? I had never been to this New York City. Right. So I get in the train at Union Station. I take it into New York. Yes. And, and and in Connecticut, at least around Yale, there everyone's like, hey, everyone, I'm from Yale. You right. know, whatever. Then I take it's like an hour and a half long, right? Yeah, from from New Haven to New York City is ninety minutes. Yes. Yeah. As soon as we get into this New York area, I don't know what happens. The whole train <laughs> turns into like a cartoon version of New York. All of a sudden, there's this cop walking up and down, like waving his billy club. He's like, and then there's a guy on like chewing gum. Or something. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Right? He goes like, "Hey, what are you doing there? You chewing gum? What I, what I tell you about chewing gum? Hey!" And the kid's like, "Hey, leave me alone, there, copper. What are you gonna do about it?" Right? And I was like. Oh my god, this is like real, right? Uh-huh. And then I get off the station where my friend lives, and he's gonna meet me there, and he meets me there, and like, and I don't know about, see, my, I think Daniel maybe are used to it being there, but I get off the train and it's like being on a set of a movie of New York. Like there's actually steam coming up from the manhole covers. Yes. I've never seen that before. Yes. You know? And then there's like the graffiti on the wall look yes. like something a production designer would do. <laughs> and people are like, hey, what are you doing, man? Forget about it. I want, I want a slice of pizza. What do you want a slice of pizza? You want some pizza, man? And I was like, what the hell? It's so funny. Like when you experience that in New York. It is. Uh, and it's 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 a major uh, you know uh, source of transportation here, right? That's how we we don't. Oh yeah, you cannot drive <clears throat> down Interstate ninety five. Interstate ninety five is just a freaking parking lot between Connecticut and New York. It's just impossible. So you you take the train. That's just that's what you do, right? They run on time. Uh, they're awesome. They run twenty four hours a day, uh, and it's just you know that's what you do. But there's people that are very upset that we've replaced our old flip boards. Those people need to get a life and figure out that the people who have real problems, you know what you should do? So here's a solution. Yes. And you do this to people on both sides of the argument. This is how you bring them together. You just play them some old catching up episodes <laughs> where Mike Lawson is talking about the stupid shit that these people in San Francisco get mad over. Right. And then they'll realize, oh, we don't have real problems. You know, these people are complaining because they didn't name an airport door after Harvey Milk. My, you know? well, see, my solution to it was, is why not just animate the LCD panels? I mean, they're, they're big computer screens. It's like, you could just as easily flip them, you know, you could make them look the same, just smaller, and, you know, so that you fit more information on them. You could even add in the sound effects of, right? It'd be great. Daniel? You know yes. that whatever they do, they're going to find something to bitch about. I there's don't just, there's like people, it. There's people who will just find anything to bitch about. It, it is, but I, I find it more often that it's it, it has to do with technology. Here's here's I've told this story before, but I'm going to just briefly tell you this story. Is that I when I was in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, and I lived there, um, I went to the Home Depot 
to get something. I don't know what it was. It doesn't matter what it was. And I, as I'm walking down the aisle. You guys call it St. Pete's? You ever guys call it ever St. Pete's? St. Pete's? Yeah. No, I said St. Petersburg. No, but do people ever call it that? St. Pete's? No, they just call it St. Pete. No S. Just St. Pete. Okay. Uh, but so I'm there in St. Pete and <laughs> at, the, at the Home Depot and I'm walking down this aisle. Uh, I don't even know what I'm there for. It doesn't matter. There's this old lady who is standing there holding the biggest pair of bolt cutters that they had. She's, she's just dwarfed by these large bolt cutters. And so as I'm walking by, she's asking, she's like, excuse me, um, I, I have f- these fake flowers at home that have metal stems on them and I, I need to cut the stems. Will these do that? Will that do, will these do that? And I was just like, yeah, actually, those would probably cut through, like, you know, your your deadbolt on your door. It really, what you need is probably something smaller, like over here. And I showed her where the, the smaller wire cutters were. And she was, oh, thank you so much. And blah, blah. And I left there. I stopped to get some gas uh, on the way home. And as I stopped to get gas, I go in, right, to get a Diet Coke. Because like any normal person, I paid for the gas at the pump. I go in to get a Diet Coke. And there's an old guy in there bitching at the cashier because he didn't want to pay at the pump, he doesn't know how to use it. I I need to I need to pay for my gas, and they won't let me pump it until I pay for the gas. And then she was like, "Well, you could pay it." I don't know how to pay it. So here here you have two old people, roughly the same age. One of them, right, is like not afraid to try something new. Right, she's out there like, "Oh, I I need something. I know I need a bolt." I was cutter. hoping you would say you were watching the news. And it turned out like, was like a, <laughs> a cat burglar. Like, they're like, another string of burglaries by this cat burglar, you know. Used the to, neighbor, like, we interviewed someone yeah. from the neighborhood, and he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, there was some crazy-ass woman with some big-ass bolt cutters, right? And they're like, <laughs> this guy's crazy. There's no old lady with bolt cutters. Meanwhile, you saw the truth. Right. See, that that would have been in one of your old racist cartoons. Or, uh, yeah, she Kaiser so mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. No, but what I was trying to say is is that here you had this love the old lady who who wasn't a tried, uh, afraid to try something new. It was, she knew that she, she knew kind of what she needed, but she knew, wasn't afraid to ask for help or whatever. And then you have this other guy who's just so rigid and set in his ways, right, that he's just like, can't handle anything new he just he's and i really hope that when i get older that i'm more like that old lady than that guy right and that's that's when i hear these people bitch about these lcd panels on the on the thing or or any kind of modern convenience i always think back to that guy there's just basically yelling at a minimum wage employee about the fact that he doesn't he's too stupid to know how to use a pump uh, a gas pump because that's that's honestly that's how i think about them in my head is like you're you're basically just too stupid to exist and Mm -hmm. And you're you're now just advertising that. Congratulations, bravo, bravo, sir, bravo. You should start a movement against them. <laughs> the Luddites. I should I should uh, an anti Luddite movement. I believe yeah. that's been done. Oh. So in Los Angeles. Oh, Joe, Daniel. Joe, tell me uh, what's happening in L.A. I, was, I yeah. missed my cue there. I'm so sorry. I got so worked up over that story. Well, yeah, it's it's, it's a story to get worked up over. <sighs> it's definitely worth it. Uh, some guys have been hiding fake vaginas with cash stuffed in them. All over Los Angeles. Like turns, yeah. Like hide, hiding them, where? In fake vaginas. No, I mean like, where do where does one hide a fake vagina? Like under a rock. A gay bar. <laughs> a gay bar is a great place. No one will ever find it there. <laughs> Actually, in a gay bar at the bottom. Vagina? Of, at the bottom of the uh, at the bottom of the 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 jar that has all the free condoms in it, because no one ever reaches in there for those. <laughs> yeah. Just put it there, like no, you know, at a gay bar, you could just put it right there on top of the bar. That's true. And people are like, anyone seen a fake vagina? 
like, nope. Like, there's there's one sitting right there on the bar with an arrow pointing at it and cash <laughs> spilling out of the labias menorah and majora. Where? Like, everyone's like, what? I don't see it. Like, it's right, sir. You almost just <laughs> knocked it over. Like, where? Anyway, yeah. it turns out it was these pickup artists, and Joey Buhecker's going to like this story. They got some sort of deal from this fleshlight. Yes. Comp- you ever heard of Fleshlight? I have uh, heard of Fleshlight, yes. For those of you who are not in the know, Fleshlight is a company that makes... Um, uh, masturbatory AIDS. It? Yeah, masturbatory AIDS with silicone vaginas and assholes and lips and whatnot. It, and it, it, is, it is a glorified... Uh, yeah, it's basically a large silicone tube with some decorations on it that you then uh, simulate uh, penetration with. <laughs> yeah. So Fleshlight gives these guys $10,000 to um, make commercials for Fleshlight. And these guys take the $10,000 and divide it up among some Fleshlights and hide them all over Los Angeles. Wow. And it's caused quite the uh, storm of people looking for them. So Fleshlight must be super stoked on this. This is the best free marketing ever. Well, $10,000 worth of marketing ever. I don't They've know. Totally though, got you, their money's you, worth. You started the story by saying fake vaginas as opposed to saying flashlights. So I, well, I that, you know. that's what the headline was. I know. That's what I'm saying. So, so they're not really getting their, their, their advertisement done. Also, how would that make me want to buy one? I don't know. Here's I, the look, thing. I don't think, I don't think you need to on, on flashlights. I don't think you need to sell it on somebody. Right. I think they just need to know they exist. Yeah. But I think once a guy knows they exist, they're going to get it. Do well, you own a fleshlight? I don't because of the because of the. Um, all right. So I'm for those of you who don't know, which would be everyone. I'm married. Right. So I've been married for uh, going on 11 years. And fleshlights didn't exist when we first got married. So I would I would then have to have that conversation of, you know, I would like to uh, to buy this. Because it's not like you're going to be able to hide this in your house, right? It's like, I don't live alone, right? So it's like I would, and it's not like it's all self-contained or whatever. It requires a, a fair amount of work and a fair amount of cleanup afterwards. And, you know. No, the cleanup's not that bad. No, I but I'm just one. saying that you, you, you need to let it dry out. You can't just like oh, immediately go and hide it somewhere. You know, uh, you, you have to like let it air out or whatever after, it, after you've washed it. But So here's what you do. You get the vagina version. That that's not, a, and then uh, your husband won't ever see it. That's true. You can it's just like let it. You can let it air cloak. out. It's yeah, like you just let cloak. it air out right in front of him. Right, but it, here's the thing: is like, I don't know how you would bring up. I mean, I think it would be an awesome, you know, uh, a a new fun thing, right? To to do together or whatever. Yeah, but I'm going to suggest you suggest it like that. But you can't. You know, it's it's just weird in real life. It's weird having those kind of conversations. It is. Yeah, it is. Oh. All right. Yeah, I mean, you have to understand. I'm I'm southern, and he's southern, and it's just there's some deep in ingrained, you know, bringing. No, wait a minute. You're from the south, right? You're from Florida. I am from Florida. Yes, I am a native Floridian. However, you have to understand my my uh, my southern creds come from the fact that my dad is from Sand Hill, Mississippi, and my mom is from Memphis. So I okay, perfect. Yes, perfect, perfect, perfect. And then where is your husband from? He is from Oklahoma, actually. uh, Okay, Oklahoma. Now I've never heard him speak. I've never heard him speak. Your partner on this dubious intent plus yes sounds like he just strolled out of Mayberry. Right, he is from Arkansas. Why is yes? Why he's like 
Hi, everybody. I'm going to go skip some stones on the river. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know who else is from Arkansas? Is the Clintons are from Arkansas. Is that, oh, I guess yeah. they have that same accent, yeah. huh? Yeah. There's a very Arkansas accent. Why don't, but, why didn't, but why don't you have it? All right. Well, because... They're not that far from each other. They are not. And honestly, if you get me around my family, I do have it. But when I was a little kid, I wanted to work in radio. And so I, I lost my accent because... You didn't you didn't work in radio and have a, a southern accent, right? You, when you watched, uh, you know, you listened to the big the big names on on radio, you know, the Larry Kings of the world, they didn't have a southern accent, so you didn't. I'm just saying. Now you know your your partner Adam Burns pretty well, right? Your partner on the show, not your life partner. Correct. I have you, known. You know your, yes, your, I've, I know Adam very well. Does he is he aware that he has an accent? Yes. Why wouldn't he be? Maybe there. No, because I only encounter this with Mexicans. Okay. Um, no, because I know Mexican guys or Mexican people who I will say to that, who will say that they don't have an accent that they, because I know I listen to myself, right? right? And so I know that I don't have a detectable accent, but I'm going to tell you something here because this is where the honesty comes in. I, and maybe you and I are very similar here. I worked very hard to get rid of my accent. I grew up in East LA mm-hmm. as a kid. And then when I was in sixth grade, my family moved to Orange County. Okay. So now I'm in this Orange County school with nothing but white kids. And then I start to hear, cause now I'm hearing how they speak right. that I'm going, I'm talking like this. And I'm like, Oh no, it's stupid. I'm not going to be going over there. Dumb, not even right. Right. That's how I was sounding. So I was like, okay, no, this is not going to happen. So I was still young enough to do something about it. So I worked very hard to get rid of that accent. Okay. So that being said, I I know people who will tell me, oh, Joe, I sound just like you. And I'm like, uh, well, I don't tell them anything. I'm like, oh, yeah, you do. But meanwhile, they... They sound like this, and they're going to they talk like Speedy Gonzalez, right. and oh yeah, I'm gonna talk like that. It's great. Oh God, and I'm like, um, yes. Accent, so there are people yeah. who are there are people. What I'm trying to say is there are people who are oblivious to the fact that they have some sort of accent. Right. Well, and and in fairness, everyone has an accent to someone else, right? So, what what we consider to be accent neutral in the United States is actually just a Midwestern United States accent, right? If you, if you're speaking to someone in, in the UK, right? Like, let's say somebody from, from up, you know, uh, <clears throat> like in the heart of London, right? They would have a different accent than like somebody, uh, from out in the suburbs. Or, you know, they have a lot of different, uh, English accents over there, just like we have a lot of American accents over here. But the one that we most identify with is, oh, that is an English accent. Like the posh English accent is that kind of that London uh, posh accent or whatever they call that. I don't even know. My point is, is that you do have an accent to people in, in, in other countries. Yeah, a cool accent. Everyone wants to sound like us. But here's the thing that's always fascinated me is is I'm suspecting that Americans can speak really good Chinese if they learned it because... No, I think I heard Chinese was really hard. Right, it is really hard, but if you think about it... All right, so language is made up... I'm going to get really, really geeky here for a second, but language is made up of, like, when we say words, right, they were made up of... No, don't get geeky, Daniel. You've been so cool 
and chill. Shut up. They're made. Right, so words, words are well, the way we pronounce words are made up of phonemes and morphemes, right? And and those things are ingrained to you at, at your language learning years. So in the time that you know, like from birth to like you know three years old, when you start those those ingrained phonemes and morphemes are kind of built in you. That's why, like, if you run into someone who's like Indian uh, or, or or American with Indian parents, they still have an Indian accent. And it's really, really hard for them to get rid of it because the phonemes and morphemes that make up the Indian language are not the same ones that we use in the English language. So you'll you'll run into like an Indian guy that has been here for 30 years and still sounds like, you know, a really thick Indian accent because he just it's not in his language center to have the same phonemes and morphemes that we use in English. However, you can run into someone uh, you know, like a Chinese guy that will come over here to Yale, and uh, after they learn English, they are speaking perfectly Midwestern English. So my, my hypothesis here is, is that the Chinese language and the English language share uh, the same phonemes and morphemes, which lead me to believe that if I were to learn Chinese, I could speak it perfectly that, that's all that was the entire geeky rant oh, i'm sorry i'll get off my uh, my rant now any other news stories daniel you are so taking that out aren't you? you're just you're just <laughs> no that i'm not taking that out. section Trust is me. just going to hit the uh the big nope cutting room floor gonna, i'm gonna leave it right in there yes i do have another uh i do have another story here joe have you ever heard of trunk or treat it's what that is so weird my my niece's school does that. My brother and my niece and my entire family went to that last Friday. Now, let me tell you what I know it is. They all go in a parking lot at my niece's school. Yes. And the cars, I guess, form kind of a circle or something like that. And yes. then the kids visit each car in this parking lot of people that they know. Yeah. Well, well they don't have to know, but they have to be registered there. So, so yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. And people decorate the trunks of their cars. Right. To so, in other words, yeah, they, exactly. They, they yes. park their cars, they decorate the trunks of their cars with Halloween decorations and whatever, and then they stand there, and the kids come around and they give them candy. So here's my thing: I'm now going to be that guy. I'm not going to be okay. that guy that I bitched about in my last story. I'm not going to be that sure. guy. Sure. <laughs> when I was a kid, mm-hmm. we went around the neighborhood and we trick or treated, yeah. and mm-hmm. and it is so sad to me now. That uh, when I lived in South Carolina for a couple of years, we lived at a mall, yeah. right? We lived in, in condos up above a mall. So like the first mm-hmm. floor was all retail and there was residential above it. So it was basically a mall. We lived in a mall. And on Halloween, it, the mall was just flooded with kids, like going around from store to store. Would you to ever store. go to like Prince Plus or like Sam Goody? No, we didn't have. We had a... a uh, a Yankee Candle, and we had a. a oh Starbucks. yeah, did you ever go there? We had no, I, I did. Well, yeah, I did go there. I did. I went to Starbucks. We had a Moe's. Uh, we had a bunch. Did of you were like things stores. remembered and get like some sort of yep. shitty yep. look um, brooch engraved to somebody. Yeah, no, well, I didn't get a brooch engraved, but yeah, I, I went into the store and asked directions or something. But the orange Julius. <laughs> yes, we had one of those. We we had a lot of store. We 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 just had a lot of just good, trust me. We had a lot of stores, but the point is, is that these kids are trick or treating there, and that's just not right. It's like what about the limited and like the limited too? I never went in those. Those are women's clothing stores. We did. We had that and Talbots. Crown Books. Uh, no, we didn't have Crown Books. We had a Barnes and Noble. Oh, I see. Okay, mm. I think I think Crown's book was on the west side of things. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and we also had a Rooms to Go. What's Rooms to Go? Rooms to Go is a is a Southern United States f- furniture store. 
their their shtick is, is you, that would you ever go to the do you, do you guys have a spencer gifts yes i was just telling my cousin uh, i have this gay cousin richard who's a week younger than me and gay i did not know that that yeah that uh, i was telling him yesterday that i used to go to when i was a young little gay boy and not out at all i would go to uh spencer gifts and between playing with like the little lightning ball mm-hmm. and uh the fiber optic thing and all the stupid shit that they had there. And I would go to, to the poster cool, section. Saving up to buy that cool blacklight felt poster. Exactly. I would go look at the posters and I would always, like, I was pretend I was just looking at all the posters, but I would constantly just go back to the Johnny Depp 21 Jump Street one. It was just a picture of Johnny Depp standing there. And there was just the slightest hint of bulge in his tight jeans. And he was so hot and i would just stare at that poster Ugh, i love the johnny depp he's still a very handsome man but mm-hmm. he, uh yeah mm-hmm. i was a i would say johnny depp was among my first gay little boy crushes really i'm gonna tell you something i don't know if i ever talked about this on the show i would say around the time of bad i'm sorry what <laughs> around the time of bad uh-huh. Michael Jackson could have totally had sex with me, and I would have not told anybody. Really? Now, you know, Michael Jackson, that, that it, is, it is weird that you say that because, you know, Michael Jackson, uh, around about the time, right before Thriller. So what was that What was that mega, mega hit album right before Thriller? Uh, off the Wall. Yeah, Off the Wall. He was, he was amazingly attractive. He was really hot. It was after Thriller that he started to do all the plastic surgery and all the crazy, you know, like just mm-hmm. like butchering himself. But, but to the point, there was a picture of Michael Jackson on the cover of like Time magazine with like E.T. or whatever. And yeah. he's an incredibly attractive man at that point. He's just like, you know, like, yeah, you're, he's hot. And then he went and just like butchered himself. Uh, I don't think the butchering happened. I, I think at bad, it was still okay. Like it was like, yeah, he's doing something weird, but it wasn't. He still had a nose. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't like he just butchers him overnight, but it was just, he started that train of like it's like that yeah. that last unadulterated picture of of uh, Michael Jackson. I can't believe I just used the word unadulterated and Michael Jackson in the same sentence. But uh, the uh, that last uh, picture of him with ET that was that was like yeah he was hot. I can see that. I'm telling you, in the mid to late '80s, Michael Jackson could have totally fucked me. I should have just written to him and said like, look, you could have been Macaulay Culkin. I could have been all those kids that now accuse him of having sex with them. But I wouldn't have told anybody. I would have been like, come on, let's just do this. Do you think he molested these kids? I don't know. I have my own theory. I have my own theory. I my Here's my theory. My theory is, is that this is a kid who never had a childhood. He was basically just, you know, had people around him all the time. Like, I don't know. He just... He was weird. He didn't want to grow up. He had a real severe, you know, paranoia about aging, and he wanted to remain a kid. I don't know. I don't know that he ever had sex with anyone. I mean, I sounds don't like your uh, show partner. <laughs> no, I, I can guarantee you, Adam has had sex with a lot of people. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I think this is what I think. Okay, tell me what you. think. I think he would push the limits. I think he did creepy things. But like things that weren't, that yeah, that were just creepy. Like I think he liked. To, I think he genuinely liked to just sleep with the kid and probably spoon them. Right. You know things that an adult shouldn't do with a little boy. But I don't think there was straight up sex going on. 
I, I can, I I think can he, go. For- and I think he would he would, he would uh, form these inappropriate relationships with them. I, I could I could see that. I, I could also, you know, if you watch the video for the 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 song "Leave Me Alone," which he did, uh, the video of that he's he's riding through a. Uh, uh, an amusement park ride that is of his life. And so it has all the tabloid covers that flash up in front of him and you, know, you run past, you know, he's on this little boat ride and he goes past the the elephant man's bones and stuff. And it's all very self-referential and kind of like, you know, poking fun. And it's like, that has always kind of left me thinking is like, he, he kind of, maybe he does some of this stuff because he knows that it's generates buzz, right? It's like, it keeps him in the news, right? Well, I think in the beginning he would intentionally plant those stories because he it was amusing to him. Like I think he planted the story about uh, that he slept in a uh, hyperbaric yeah, chamber. Yeah, hyperbaric chamber and all that stuff. Yeah, no. I think he thought they were very funny. All right, so Joe, you know my my trunk or treat thing. I just think it's wrong. I think kids should go out and trick or treat. What? Oh yeah. What other news thing is happening in in LA? Wait, that was it. I was I was just gonna say that it's it, the trunk or treat thing is stupid. I, you know, crime rates have steadily been going down over the past several decades. I don't know why people are so fucking scared well, of, I don't of think each other. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if this is still true, but I had a mild uh, obsession with urban myths for a long time. Yeah, the whole razor blade thing is a complete myth. I mean, I don't, yeah, I think at the time when I was in college, there had never been one verified case yep. ever yep. of somebody, of a stranger harming halloween candy or anything like that to a child i think they had one case where people had done it to their own children to maybe stir up some sort of controversy or something or there's something like that but no one had ever done it to strangers yeah and strangers had not done that if you really think about the you know the most often quoted one at least used to be was the razor blade and the apple thing it's like just think about that for a moment you would have to bite into the apple in the exact right way to not just end up biting the flat side of the razor blade, right? It's like you don't eat apples in that way. It's like you you kind of, you know, it's a crapshoot as whether you're going to hold it on its side or eat it up this way or hold it, you know, it's like, so for you to actually get hurt by that razor blade in the sense of like actually having your lip cut open or whatever, uh, you, you would have to, so many things would have to like fall into line for that to happen. There's so many easier ways to hurt someone if you really wanted to hurt them. Well, I think the razor blade thing again. I think that's that one in particular. I think there's some sort of weird story behind it, but it's it's a total like blown out of proportion like myth. Yeah. Anyway, um, a man in Pico Rivera, California, was arrested for shooting someone in the butt with a crossbow. Really? Yeah. It was this guy uh, named Armando Marin, 48 years old, and some 23 year old guy uh, was walking by. And Armando Marin saw him and then shot him in the butt with uh, this crossbow. Now, was he like, and, was he pretending like he was Arrow or like Batman? I don't or? know. I, th- I think he was crazy because what happened was then they, the guys called the police and the police come and they have a six hour standoff with the guy. <laughs> right? How do, you, Until they, how do you have a six hour standoff with the dude with a crossbow? Who knows? And they, they finally get him out with tear gas, right? And it turns out the guy wasn't taking his meds, but they also found him with meth. Methan- that's, that's short for methamphetamines. I, I did not know that. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And they found it with meth and they shot him in the butt. Speaking of getting shot in the butt, did you know that uh, your partner Adam's um, boyfriend Mittens came back today? You know, I so thought you were going to like try to sneak in an ad for the big blue test when you said that. But 
no, I, I actually I did know that Mittens uh, arrived back today, the day that we were recording. I'm sure we're going to hear all about it yes, tomorrow on right. DI Plus, uh, which will live be out. on Pride48.com at 6 p.m. No, is that right? No, it will be. Uh, it's on Pride48 at 10 p.m. Eastern time. 7 p.m. Pacific. 7 p.m. Pacific time. But uh, that that show will be out long before this show comes out because you have to, you know, do all kind of editing and, and you know, you're... This will be out tomorrow. You you send it through your hyper-reality filters and... Uh, well, it depends on when Mike Lawson uploads it, but yeah. Right. So, uh, anyway, um, I, you know what? I'm actually... I've actually sort of wanted to always use a crossbow. Have you ever shot a crossbow, Daniel? I have. Where? Uh, so, when I was a kid uh, in Florida... We had what we call, I don't know if you had them in California or not, but we had these uh, vacation, not vacation Bibles. They're, they, were, they were retreats, sort of like uh, church retreats, where they would send your kids off into the, uh, the, the scrub, which is what we like to call the area in Ocala, like kind of like the, the woodsy area of Florida there. Like, and it was like so you do this rustic camping for a week, and uh, you would do all kinds of activities that you could sign up for. And one of them was archery, and they had a crossbow there that you could also, uh, that I got to use. So it was, it was an archery class that I took in a Bible retreat <laughs> week thing. Did you ever have any gay sex there? Here's the thing, Joe Batanz. I don't know that I've ever mentioned this anywhere before. So this, this is like, uh, you know, maybe an exclusive. I You're did, not gay. I did not have sex with anyone until I was 20. Man, man or woman. Just two years ago, Daniel? That's right. Just two years ago. <laughs> two years ago. I, so it's like, no, as a kid, it was, I, I, I knew I was gay. I, I liked looking at guys. but Yeah, I just, everybody else knew too. I, I just couldn't. I didn't react to it. I didn't. I was like, Daniel's voice never changed. <laughs> he was, he never went through puberty. Never. Yeah. But no, I, Wait, I, what were you saying? I I didn't have that. And it's so weird because now <laughs> you know, looking back, it's like a lot of those guys that I was there with are were big, big mo's. I mean, like nowadays, like out, you know, like I, I see them out. It's like I can flip through my yearbook now and like literally every page has a, a mo on it. And it's just like, you know, in the whole mm-hmm. scene. And and we all know each other now, but it's like if we knew now, I mean, if we knew then what we know now, it would have been a lot funner. How do you know they weren't all hooking up and just not hooking up with you? They probably were. They probably that's that. that thank you for uh, you know reinforcing that particular like fear of mine. But yes. Well, I'm, look. I'm let sure me tell you this, and you know this that at this Pride Forty Eight in Las Vegas, everybody is so in love with this Daniel Brewer. <laughs> they all want to hook up with him. I'm. They all I'm, think he's so hot. Do you, I disagree a, with you. I do not know. I don't believe that. Uh, that's not what I'm hearing. Maybe they're not telling you to your face. They're but probably like, not oh, telling you. Daniel's so hot. Really, they they should yeah. they should send naked photos to uh, Daniel at Pride48.com. <laughs> well, look, I know the people who are saying that. I don't know if you want to see any of them naked. Okay, so, well, I didn't, they don't have to be their own. They don't have to be their own. They don't have to be their own naked pictures. <laughs> they can. Oh, right. They could send. Uh, That's true. It's naked pictures point. of you know Cameron Dallas or a uh, uh, friend of the show, Cameron. <laughs> yeah. Wish somebody had those pictures. So, uh, what do you got going on next week, uh, Daniel Brewer? Well, you know, it's uh, next week is the the week. Next week, yes, I, I fly out of here next week on Thursday. <gasps> oh, that's right. Yeah, so I fly uh-huh. out of here next week on Thursday, and I uh, fly to Anaheim, where I will mm-hmm. 
pick up my badge, my, uh, my, my lanyard and my badge for the BlizzCon event, which will be taking place on Friday and Saturday. And mm-hmm. then on Sunday and Monday, I will be at the Magic Kingdom in Anaheim uh, with my friends uh, Gene and Jerome and another whole crew. And Nico will be joining us on Monday. And uh, then uh, Monday afternoon, Nico and I will leave the kingdom to go uh, change into uh, what you like to call suits, but we call mm-hmm. regular business attire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where we will then be whisked away to an amazingly awesome restaurant and then go to the uh, the Magic Castle with you, Joe Batanz, and friend of the show, Cameron, which I'm understanding that you guys will be fresh from the bathhouse. Uh, I'm now I'm assuming, the plan. I'm assuming you're going to use the showers at the bathhouse to change into your suits. That'd be smart, but probably not. <laughs> we yeah. show up uh, with like like, we've never seen anybody have athlete's foot on their face. How did that? <laughs> happen immediately too, like within an hour. It's a it's a hyper strain. It's a it's a very yeah. So uh, that, that's the big week. Yeah, the next week is a big uh, vacation week uh, for me here, doing the BlizzCon as we like to call it, a combination of BlizzCon and Disney. So BlizzCon going on there and uh, the Magic Castle, which all of the people that are going to uh, BlizzCon with me, yeah, were invited to the Magic Castle in the sense that I said, oh my god. I know someone is a member of the Magic Castle, and uh, I think that he can get us in. And to a person, they all said, what's the Magic Castle? To which I immediately just said, fuck you, you're not going. So it's like, uh, if you didn't know what it was, that to me, that was that was my entrance. I'm always surprised that non-magicians know what the Magic Castle is outside of California. Because even here, unless they were a magician, the only people who have any sort of attachment to the Magic Castle are people who lived or spent a lot of time in Los Angeles. And that's the thing, Daniel, is they would drive by the house sort of loom, the big giant mansion sort of looms over Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And on the front, it says Magic Castle, and this says members only. Yep. And so they would drive by it, and they would just see this mysterious, magical-looking place, and they would think, gosh, how will I ever get in there and so whenever they meet me or meet someone who can get them in they're super really really excited because for their whole lives they've tried to get in this place mm-hmm. so uh only those people are the people who are non-magicians who know about it well i'm gonna, I'm gonna but, tell you this i'm gonna tell you this now joe batanz and I've, I've never publicly spoken about this before but when you i didn't was have sex till you were 30 when i was a child when i was a an impressionable young teen uh I met this just like three years ago. I met this magical man uh, named Doug Henning, who uh, might have touched me inappropriately. But it was, uh, you know, that was that was the, uh, you know, I, I became fascinated with the magic of Doug Henning, and uh, so then I had to. Then I read about the uh, the Magic Castle, right? Because that led me to read about Harry Blackstone and uh, yeah. you know, and then the Magic Castle. So I've I've known about the Magic Castle for a very long time, and I've always the, there's never been a lot of stuff published about it. There's never been a, well, there's been stuff published, but you know you can't like see a YouTube video. You know, maybe you can now, but so I'm I'm just psyched to go. Just don't don't burst my bubble here, Joe. I'm psyched to go to no. The you'll Magic have a good Castle. time if if you want to go, then you will have a good time. People who want to go always have a great time. People who don't want to go, sometimes they have a good time. Sometimes they're like they're surprised, and or they're just completely miserable the entire time. But if you want to go, you're gonna have a good time. You know, actually, one of my favorite memories from the Magic Castle was I was taking a bunch of uh, people 
they were all uh, students at the time. Mm-hmm. And we went and we were downstairs at the very bottom and there was like a little kind of hidden theater downstairs. At the time, it was even more hidden. And all of a sudden, a very sick looking, because he was he died within the year, Doug Henning, <gasps> wife, and all these people show up. And Neil Patrick Harris was in the group. And we uh, they all went into this theater. And I said, can we go in there? And the guy was like, sure. And we went in there and they flew in these very famous magicians to come in and do a private show for Doug Henning, wow. who was visiting the Magic Castle. And I got to see – I sat next to Neil Patrick Harris, who I found out he was gay because he was with his boyfriend and they were mm. holding hands. And um, watched these magicians perform for Doug Henning right there like 10 feet from me. It was a very, very – well, you'll see the theater when we go, so you'll see how small it is. Cool. But um, – but yeah, that was one of my favorite memories from the Magic Castle was being in a small private magic show with Douglas Henning. You know, because magic is illusion, and illusion is magic. Were you were you really a big Doug Henning fan? I was. Huh. Interesting. No one knew I was gay. Um. No, everyone knew I was gay. Uh. There you go. So, what do you have going on next week, Joe? Well, tomorrow, my brother surprised me today. That's why I'm recording the show with a guest host because there was going to be no show. Unless there was a guest host because Mike couldn't do today or yesterday and then I can't do the rest of the week because tomorrow my brother surprised me with Laker tickets. So, but my brother, like the one caveat my brother had was you have to take Richard with you mm-hmm. because I think it'd be so funny if these tickets went to two guys who could not care less about <laughs> Lakers, the Lakers. And they're really, really good season ticket seats. So he's very amused that it's going to two gay guys who are just going to be like watching their asses. You're going to be sitting down next to Shia LaBeouf on the uh, on the front. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Then Wednesday, um, friend of the show and all around crazy person Cameron and I and also uh, his girlfriend were going to a comedy show, mm-hmm. uh, a fourth anniversary of a very famous comedy show called The Meltdown. Mm-hmm. And then Friday's Halloween, so I will be hiding. I hate Halloween. And then uh, that's pretty much my big plans for the weekend. I'm sure there's other things going on, but those are what I have off the top of my head. Uh, Daniel, you ever heard of this big blue test? Uh, you know, Joe, I have. Uh, you mean I'm sure you're talking about the one at bigbluetest.org. Yeah. Why don't you tell me about it? I forgot all about it. What were those things you were saying? Yeah, well, the Big Blue Test is a program of the Diabetes Hand Foundation that rallies communities to experience the impact that small changes can have on their health. And you know what? Taking the Big Blue Test is as easy as exercising for at least 14 to 20 minutes uh, and uh, taking a test and uh, sharing your experience on the bigbluetest.org or through the app available on the iPhone and Android platforms. Well, I encourage all of uh, our listeners to go out and do that. And help out our friend Mike Lawson, who I will be back with him next week. But we should also say on your show, and this is a a coincidental turn of events. Yes. When Daniel is gone uh, for his Los Angeles trip, Mike, and this was prearranged, will be subbing for Daniel on Dubious Intent Plus. Tuesday, November 11th. Uh, My flight does not get back until too late, so Mike Lawson will be filling in for me on Dubious Intent Plus on Tuesday, November 11th. Yes, and Mike and I will be back together next week on another exciting edition of Catching Up with Mike and Joe. You know what, Daniel? Because you're the guest host, I'll let you do it. Goodbye, Daniel. Go to hell, Joe.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.